This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back to another edition of Author You, your guide to book publishing. And I am really, really excited. We have never ever, ever in the four years we've been doing the show done one on sponsorship. So it is long, long overdue. And I'm a huge believer. Number one, those of you who've been listening to me know that I believe that speaking is a way that you really move your books out, but also is sponsorship. And I've had the pleasure of having sponsors by old little companies like Bristol Myers, Briggs now, um, uh, Champion Mortgage, uh, uh, one of the uh, first banks, um, uh, Procter & Gamble, little companies, but also there's other little variable ways to come in and getting support and sponsorship. So with us today is a pro. Linda Hollander is someone who has been featured in little magazines like Inc., and she is a leading expert in getting corporate sponsorships. So that's what we're talking about, getting individuals, corporations, no matter what size, to get behind you and your vision, your passion, and heck, let's talk about your book. She is the CEO of Sponsor Concierge, and it helps business owners, remember, as an author, you're a business owner, profit from the awesome power of corporate sponsors. She's got over 20 years in the business, and she's had corporate sponsors that have included companies like Citibank, Microsoft, FedEx, Walmart, IBM, Bank of America, American Airlines, etc. So with that, Linda, I want to, rec- to, to really welcome you, huge welcome to the Author You Network, and, um, and, and excited about jumping into talking about how authors can open up their mind um, and think about getting other ways to get support for them and their books. So welcome to us. Hey, great to be here. Thank you so much. You are welcome. So let's kind of just, and you have a company called The Wealthy Bag Lady, but we'll talk about that as we, as oh, we move through. you know about The Wealthy Bag Lady. Sure, we'll come uh, back to that. Hey, I, I'm all for the wealthy bag lady. It sounds good to me. I want it to be that. And and we also should let everyone know that you are an author yourself. You've had a, a number one bestseller on the Amazon arena. And it's called Corporate Sponsorship in Three Easy Steps. So with that, let's just kind of jump in here and talk about. So what should authors know really firsthand about sponsorship? Is it possible? It is absolutely possible. You've proven that. I've proven that. My clients have proven that. And it's a wonderful revenue source uh, as an author. And I'll tell you why sponsors like working with authors. Uh, Because authors have a platform. Authors have a fan base. And the definition of sponsorship, if you're writing this down, is Mm -hmm. connecting a company to people who buy things. Connecting a company to people who buy things. So as long as you have readers who can buy stuff, you can get sponsors. Uh, 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what kind of we bring to the table as authors. We bring a group of people that we could promote the sponsors to. Now, sponsorship is money that you don't have to pay back, so it's a great way to finance things. Uh, and sponsorship is kind of unique because it is a relationship-based business. And in sponsorships, uh, you can get a company to pay you this year, next year, and then the next year. And what we recommend is that you do a one-year contract for your sponsors with what's called a one-year renewal. The renewals are so cool because that's like your cash machine. That's where they keep financing you. And I've had multi-year contracts with Citibank and FedEx, and my clients have had multi-year contracts with uh, Verizon, Black and Decker, Dole Foods, just to name a few. So it is absolutely possible as an author to get sponsors. So just with what you've said, that number one is totally doable, but two, it's really imperative to know who your fan base is and to have some demographics if you're going to seek out sponsorship. I mean, you know, my experience, Linda, was that when um, I actually never went for them. They always came to me. PR companies came to me and saying, we're looking for someone who can do this type thing and has this kind of, a, 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 you know, nuggets that they were looking for that they were trying to reach out to. And um, so I, I guess I was lucky. I was kept. <laughs> I, was a, I was a kept author. <laughs> and I was. I mean, I when my uh, contract with Bristol Myers was for three years. That's great. And, uh, yeah, it, it was lovely. And when I really, really factored out what the true value was, it was a quarter of a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So it, it can work in a variety of ways, and we kept growing it and expanding it and doing different things. But I think what you're saying is you got to know who your your fan base is or what kind of potential fan base would appeal with your book, with the theme, if there's a product within it or anything like that. Would that make sense? It makes total sense. I always say demographics are your destiny. So uh, you really want to hone in on your demographics. And can I tell you how I got started with sponsorship? I'd love to, I'd love to hear it. Okay. So um, uh, I basically started a business. And when I started my business, oh, my God, it changed my life. Because uh, before I was an entrepreneur and I struck out on my own, I was kind of in the poverty trap. I was working, but I wasn't making enough money at my job. So I borrowed on credit cards. And we all know not to do that, but I was young and I was silly and I didn't know that. So I would go down to the mailbox every day and my hand would literally shake when I opened that mailbox because there were bills there I could never, ever afford to pay, and I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel because I wasn't making enough money um, in, in my job. And plus, I had the heart and the soul and the fire of an entrepreneur, so my soul was absolutely crying out when I would fight the Los Angeles traffic to go to that job every day and work with people that I didn't like. And sometimes at lunchtime, I would just go to my car and cry. And if that wasn't bad enough uh, in my personal life, I was in an abusive relationship with a man. And I had absolutely no self-confidence, so I stayed in that relationship for four and a half years. Fortunately, one day I had an epiphany, and I fired my boss, and I dumped the abusive boyfriend, uh, and I made that decision. I called my best friend, Cheryl, and I said, Cheryl, do you want to take the biggest adventure ride of our lives together and start a business? And luckily, she said yes. 
And the business that we started was a bag business. So that's how I got the brand of Wealthy Bag Lady, because we didn't produce ladies' purses. We produced the custom-printed shopping bags that you see at trade shows and at the malls. And we had clients like Disney and Sears and Mattel and Nissan. Uh, So we grew a multi-million dollar business, just us two, knowing nothing about business. Uh, I was an art major. She was a film major. But, you know, we we figured it out in a hurry uh, because we needed to. And then the other happy ending to the story is that three and a half weeks after I dumped this abusive dude, I met my husband, and he is the kindest and the most gentle person in the world. He had a 20-year-old cat when we met. So uh, we have been married uh, 20 years, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. last month. And uh, so everything good to me happened when I made the decision to become a business owner. So I wanted other women to do that. I wanted other women to really get these skills. So I wanted to create the Women's Small Business Expo. I also wanted to write my first book. So my first book was called Bags to Riches by the Wealthy Bag Lady, and that was a great brand. That brand did more for me than uh, than a Madison Avenue advertising firm. Uh, and so I did my first book. I got that sponsored, and I got my event sponsored. And my very first sponsors were Bank of America, IBM, and Walmart. Uh, and then, you know, it sponsors made so many things possible. I was able to go on a book tour. Women would come to the event and they met their perfect partner and they got the missing pieces of the puzzle that they needed uh, to build their multi-million dollar businesses and send their kids to better schools and, you know, make better decisions and move to a nicer house. And, you know, all that stuff was possible because of my sponsors. And and that, what a great story, Uh, number one, uh, jumping out from the pit <laughs> into um, acres, acres of, of grass and, and, and moving into the, 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 comfort, the comfort zone that a lot of people would just love mm-hmm. uh, to be in. But it, it is making decisions and you, you, it, it was work. Um, it wasn't easy, right? You, you had a lot of work, you and Cheryl. Oh, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But yeah. you know what? Let me bring the, back that point about demographics. Because Mm -hmm. I got those sponsors, Bank of America, Walmart, and IBM, before Mm -hmm. my book was published. So you could get sponsors Mm -hmm. before your book is published. All you need is the cover art. Uh, I got sponsors before I did my first event, and I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never done an event in my life. But what I convinced the sponsors about was the demographics. I researched the women's business market and found out that it is a $2.5 trillion market. That's what women, and women are starting businesses at twice the rate of men. And women make or influence over 85% of the purchasing decisions in America. So I want you to research your potential audience. Uh, and if you're, you know, been successful with your books, your actual audience. But, you, you know, you could do this thing on concept. And that's what I did in the beginning is I sold them on the concept. Well, I love that. So the concept was that, number one, demographic, that women were your demographics. Yes. And, and what was the rest of your concept? Uh, well, the con- well, it was women business owners. Uh, so the mm-hmm. rest of the concept, uh, let's take the books as we're talking to book authors today. Uh, sponsors are kind of interested in the book, but they're really interested in the promotion of that book. Uh, so they're interested in what you're going to do to get the word out about that book because you can include the sponsor. Uh, let's say you're going to do a social media to promote your book. You can include the sponsor in that. Email, video, podcast, blogging, 
you know, what uh, radio and, and, and television and media interviews, all that stuff you can use to promote your sponsor. One of my clients sends out an email a magazine, an e-zine, and she puts the sponsor logos in there with a hyperlink and gets paid for that. You know, she'll, uh, another one gets paid to, to do blogging and podcasting uh, for sponsors. So they're interested in the promotion of the book because that's how you can include the sponsors. Well, so it's all, yeah, promo is huge. And, and again, I was naive when I started out, but that that Bristol-Myers did pay for the book tour. They mm-hmm. did pre-buy 25,000 books, by the way. Right. Um, and, and did them with what they call the premium sale. Mm-hmm. And the way they promote and push it, they did underwrite speaking gigs. They did supply samples. I was a spokesperson for Carrie Hand Lotion. Mm-hmm. They they did bring out, and I had samples, and I could go with them. And they're right. This is the demographics. I'm speaking to 5,000 women. You know, women is what they want. That's number one. I want women. And, mm-hmm. and two, you're doing that, and you're doing it. And I always made sure from the platform that I mentioned Carrie. Um, and we did a national survey. It was called the Carry Report on Women in Confidence. The book was called The Confidence Factor, and it was always incorporated. I did media all over Timbuktu, and I always made sure that the Carry Report on Women in Confidence was not not, not uh, uh, Bristol Myers. That wasn't the issue. It was the product that was mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that's great. See, the reason that they they underwrite your tour and and your media and all that, you know, glorious stuff that they did for you was the marketing, was connecting that company to the people who buy stuff. And so in your case, they wanted to connect to women who wanted to buy that particular product. And, uh, you know, I think that's brilliant. Or or they didn't know they wanted to, but they would when we're done. All right, so with that, we're going to take a quick break. (laughs) We're going to be right back. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. With me is corporate sponsor expert, how to get it, Linda Hollander, also known as the wealthy fag lady. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another, Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Every picture tells a story. 
And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so have we teased you enough that yes, you can. Yes, you can get sponsors. So, Linda, how do we go about identifying these potential sponsors? You've already kissed on it, you know, for the demographics. How do we do some deep diving in here to to maybe find the the, the perfect product? And do you do you, the second part of that is do you just kind of pitch to one? Who do you pitch to? And find, but or do you go and do a, a, a BB gun approach to get several um, possibilities um, so you won't be left dangling? I mean, what's the pros and cons here? Okay, well, let's take that. Uh, let's take the how to find the right sponsors. We'll talk about that first, and then we'll talk about who to mm-hmm. ask for in the company. So, mm-hmm. there's a couple of different ways to find your sponsors. Uh, first of all, you could look at what similar uh, authors are doing, if other authors are sponsored. If there's an author that kind of writes about your subject matter and has uh, your same audience, you could see who their sponsors are. Uh, once again, if uh, let's, let's just take what I did. I did a Women's Small Business Expo, so I looked at other women's business events and saw who their sponsors were. So you can see who's sponsoring in your particular space and with your particular fan base. 
And people say to me, well, Linda, you know, aren't they out of the budget? Absolutely not. They don't run out of budget. Uh, if they are already in your space, like let's say your market is entrepreneurs or parents or accountants or whatever it is, if they're in that space already, you don't have to educate them about the value of that demographic, about the value of what you do. So that's one way. Another way is to think of the lifestyle of your audience. Think of that person. They have to get up in the morning and brush their teeth and wash their hair, and they get into an automobile, and they have a banking relationship, and they use credit cards. So there's personal care. There's automobile sponsors. There's banks. Uh, I love the banking and financial. I've worked with three different banks, Citibank, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo. Uh, and so there's the, the retail banks. There's financial planning, there's credit cards, there's credit unions, there's all kinds of facets. And the banking and the financial industry is great, and there's a big spend coming in that industry because they don't really have a way to be friendly to people. Nobody is out there raving about their banks. So that's why they do sponsorships to create what's called goodwill. So that's one way to find, uh, another way to find your sponsors. Uh, you can also purchase sponsor directories. Uh, my company has a sponsor directory, and there's all kinds of directories that you could purchase out there. Uh, just make sure they're updated often, and, then, and we do that. Uh, so you can purchase directories because then somebody's done that legwork for you already uh, because you could do your own legwork, but it's a little bit hit and miss sometimes. So, so uh, Linda, I have a question about sponsor directories. How often yeah. are those updated? And, and, and just, company. I mean. Uh, hopefully they're updated every few months. Uh, because the landscape of corporate America right now, there's a lot of movement and a lot of job turnover. And you can have one person in the right department, and two weeks later, they will not be at that company anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've had that happen. Um, and so uh, let's talk that dovetails into, hey, who do we ask for at that company? You're going to ask for the marketing department. The marketing department. Uh, and I'll tell you a, a little story about that. I'll tell you the story of how I got FedEx as a sponsor. Uh, okay. I actually cold-called FedEx, and I just asked for the marketing department. FedEx is a mature 50-year-old brand, and they have thousands of employees uh, across the globe, you know, not just nationally, but, you know, internationally. They're a global brand. So I just called, little old me, uh, working from my kitchen, I just called uh, and asked for the marketing department. And, you know, I was passed to a few different people, but I did get to the guy and had a great relationship with FedEx uh, for four years, like what you had with uh, Bristol Myers. Now, the FedEx story illustrates something else. You want to make your first conversation with your sponsor what we call a fact-finding expedition. So I asked the guy at FedEx, I said, you know, what do you look for in a sponsorship? What's valuable to you? And they said, we don't care about an exhibitor booth. We don't care about signage. Uh, what we want is a speaking opportunity because at that time my demographic was women business owners. So they mm -hmm. said, we want to tell business owners, you know, about that we're not the white glove expensive shipping company. We're really competitive with UPS, which is our biggest, you know, competitor out there in the landscape. And we want home-based businesses and we want women-owned businesses. So if I had given FedEx... Uh, for my event, uh, an exhibitor opportunity and signage, I never would have got them the first year, let alone four years. Now, if you're writing a book, 
you could do this too. Even if uh, so, whenever you speak, you could recognize the sponsor from the platform just as you did. Uh, usually, when you speak, they give you an exhibitor booth, uh, so you could share that with your uh, sponsor or ask for another booth for mm-hmm. your sponsor. Mm-hmm. You can hand out your sponsor's information when you ship your books. There's all kinds of ways. Yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you something I did. I mean, one of the things that I learned very early on is that when I was speaking at another a conference, which is what I did for 30 years, that I always made sure I walked that trade show because I was looking for <clears throat> potential sponsors mm-hmm. and people and, and especially common who would show up that, you know, that have booths. And and when I was across from someone and they sold, they saw how many books and how much traffic we got. As a speaker, I, I would say, how would you like this in your booth? Why don't we join forces and you can underwrite me at a, at a, at a speech. I'll be in your booth. We can you know, offer our books. I'll bring people in and I will hand them over to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great. It worked great. I love that. So, yeah, let's talk about trade shows. So that's another way to find your sponsors. And I love the fact that you walk the trade show because a lot of people, when they speak, they'll just get up on the platform and they leave and they don't do any networking. So uh, what you did was just brilliant and phenomenal. So here's what you could do if you're just starting out, even if you don't have any bookings yet to speak. You can go to a trade show that you feel is relevant to you and your book and your audience. And just go to the, you go to the booths, you know, when there's not high traffic there, like when people are in a session. Because when there's lunch breaks and there's breaks from a session, you know, it's really busy. And you will go up to that person and say her name is Sue in, from XYZ Company and say, Hi, Sue, um, you know, I'm looking for who's in the marketing department. Once again, it's the marketing department of your company. And Sue, the woman working the trade show booth, she, will, she may not be the one that makes the decision, but she'll know who does. So she'll give you the name, have her write it on her card, and then when you call back that company, say the guy's name is Bill, you say, Hi, Bill, Sue recommended me uh, the, that I called you. And then you have what's called a quality introduction. So you've taken a cold call to a warm lead because then you've been referred by somebody in that company. And a lot of my clients have gotten sponsors that way. Well, and that's exactly what you do um, and finding it. And and I, I think that there's timings. Uh, they, they do have budget times, though. I mean, I came across that, that they a lot of times they, you know, they're, they're already committed for the year. So you have to find out Okay, so when's the next window, <laughs> so to speak? You know, maybe you have some tips on that. Uh, well, yeah, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer to that question, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. different companies have different budgets that open up at different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have heard that there's something called a sponsor season, which is September to November, uh, because a lot of companies, their calendar year is the fiscal year, January to December. Uh, mm-hmm. So in September to November, they're kind of looking at their next year's budget and all that. You know, about 60% of the sponsor deals are done then, but that means 40% are done at all other times of the year. So don't let that discourage you if you've heard about the sponsor season. Uh, and also to be considered September to November, you have to start romancing them a few months ahead, uh, you know, and get your stuff to them and, 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 you know, to be considered in that particular season. All right, so let's say that we're going to we're going to become a seducer. <laughs> we're going to start romancing. Uh-huh. So, uh, so what what things should I have in my toolkit? Okay. Here's what you need in your toolkit. You need a industry standard sponsor proposal. 
and I'm a big fan of it because, um, like you, uh, Judith, I've had sponsors call me and, and you know, want to make a deal with me, approach me. One of them was Walmart. And, and oh, it's so funny because Walmart called me when I was like, you know, it was just me and the company, and I would put on accents so it would seem like there were more people. So I, would, <laughs> I love I would, it. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, we've all done things like this, you know. Uh, you yeah. know, I'd say, hold for Ms. Hollander, and then, you know, I'd, I'd come on maybe in a southern accent or a British accent. I mean, I got really good at it, so it would seem like there were more people in the company. Uh, I can you believe I put Walmart on hold? But anyway, they did sponsor me, and it was for a nice amount of money. Um, uh, God, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. What, what oh, how to seduce them. <laughs> how to seduce them. Okay. So Walmart actually did call me, but like the other sponsors, I've had to make contact with them, like Bank of America, you know, and, and the FedEx story that I told you about. So you need that industry standard sponsor proposal because you are asking for money that you don't have to pay back. But in order to get that, you need an amazing sponsor proposal because that is how they make their funding decisions. That's all they see about you is that proposal. And um, I do a conference. I don't do the Women's Small Business Expo anymore. I do the Sponsor Secret Seminar. And I have sponsors actually come and talk to people at the Sponsor Secret Seminar. And one of my sponsors, she says, well, if you're going to give me a proposal that's not professional looking, uh, you know, I'm really going to trash that proposal because if you can't represent yourself well, how are you going to represent my company well, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So the proposal is really, really important. Uh, you so where do they with- find this industry? So is there a place that you could do you Google industry standard sponsorship? Mm-hmm. I don't really recommend that because, um, you know, you could contact my company and we can talk to you about that, sponsorconcierge.com. Sometimes I've seen people, you know, just kind of Google it or copy a proposal that somebody has put up on their website, but there's a caveat to that. There's a danger to that because the proposal that somebody's put up on their website, that could have been rejected 50 times. Um, so, you know, go out and, but, you know, just kind of pay attention to what people are telling you about how to do that sponsor proposal. Um, so just pay attention to the source. Uh, I would just caution people to just kind of copy something that somebody has put up on their website because that person may not know anything about sponsorship. If you really want to know, contact a reputable source that's, you know, knows sponsorship, has been getting sponsors for people. Um, and uh, once again, you know, I, I do a free sponsor strategy session with people if they want just go to sponsorconcierge.com, and, and there's no risk, and I could talk to you one-on-one about it. But I could tell you what goes in the sponsor proposal. What, do you want to know that? Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Okay. So what goes and you in know the what? Let me – oh, wait a minute. I mean, let's, let's do uh, uh, another quick break here, Linda, sure. and get into go it because this is, this is so critical, everyone, uh, as you listen to this because it can make or break you. Um, when you understand having a partner like this that can really relieve a lot of your financial burden, it, it's, a, it, it's a difference between night and day and also from your creativity and also your own planning of where you go. What's your next step? Not just your next step. What's the next, next, next step? So having a sponsor, I mean, you know, I'm already thinking of different things that I might want to do that I'm actually going to send a proposal to Linda because I have an idea that she might be able to work with me on and that there are things that you can do to really make a difference. I know it sure did for me um, and it was instrumental in taking me to another level 
in the overall workplace. So we're going to be right back. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing, and we're talking about how to get a corporate sponsor and why you should. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you a discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So are you hungry to go forward? Are you thinking about this sounds like it might work for me? And remember, what you do with the monies is Linda Hollander of, of, of her of her company of sponsorconcierge.com. What she's talking about here is literally this is this. I mean, you're working here, but it's money you don't pay back. I mean, you're getting paid for your intellectual property, for your expertise, for your stage presence, for your moxie out here. And because you can deliver what a sponsor is looking for. And in most of cases of an author, you're talking about you can deliver fans, you can deliver readers, you can make recommendations, you can help push and promo their products. So I think it's exciting. So, Linda, let's start. Let's jump in to some of these things that we need here. Alrighty, so we were talking about the sponsor proposal. So uh, the full proposal is about 10 pages, and you want to write in the 10 pages, you want to write a really concise description of your book and who is going to read that book. And it sounds simple, but a lot of people struggle with this because we want the sponsors to get it at a glance, and we want this proposal to be read by a Taipei personality, 
that has three minutes before they go to a meeting. So they have to get it in, in one glance. Like once again, at my event, you know, one of my sponsors came up to me and she says, I have no idea what this person is trying to sell me. So you really got to be succinct. Describe your book. Describe your audience in a few sentences. Then you need a section on the benefits. What benefits can you give to the sponsor? And Judith and I have already given you some pretty good ones, you know, distributing that sponsor's marketing materials in your book, putting a, them, uh, that company as a recommended resource, making um, when I was working with Wells Fargo, they made little bookmarks that went in the book. Uh, you know, you could do special printings for the sponsor and put their name on it or put a little sticker on it for that sponsor. Uh, when you speak, when you do your promotion, you can give sponsors their recognition. You could do a Award presentations, press releases, uh, be a spokesperson uh, for a brand, just as Judith was for Carrie. And I've had a lot of clients become spokespeople uh, mm-hmm. for brands. So you write all the compelling benefits in your proposal. Of course, you have a demographic section, which tells about your demographics or your potential demographics. So we've already talked about that. And be as specific as possible in your demographic section. You want a marketing plan in this sponsor proposal. And a lot of my clients have said, oh, my God, Linda, you made you forced me to, to do a marketing plan. I was kicking. I was screaming. But thank God, because now uh, my book is a bestseller and I've got these great sponsors. So you're going to need to get the word out about your book. So how are you going to do that? Uh, and how can you include sponsors in your marketing plan? If you have testimonials, put the testimonials in. Fabulous. Fantastic. And the last thing that you want to put in your sponsor proposal is storytelling. And let me tell you about storytelling because uh, people think, well, I'm sending this proposal to a big company and I'm going to impress them with facts and with figures and it becomes dry and dull and boring. You are storytellers. So, uh, for instance, I've put in my proposal that I was a victim of the poverty trap, that I was in an abusive relationship. You know, you want to make yourself vulnerable. Uh, You want to show your humanity, and you want to create an emotional connection. So, you know, people buy uh, emotionally, and they justify it with logic. And sponsors are people, and I've sold it because people related to me and the challenges that I have overcome, and we've all overcome challenges. Nobody gets through this life unscathed. So, you know, don't just put the pretty bio in there about your education and your credentials and, you know, all your experience. You know, really, really get vulnerable in your storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, I ha- I have to just give you a home run on that. Uh, when I became the spokesperson for Carrie, they really wanted someone who had been beaten down. Mm-hmm. They really, and I had just gone through an embezzlement where I'd lost a million dollars from a female partner. Oh my god! And, and the book that I came out of it, um, it was called Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support, which took a whole new life of its own. But they were looking for someone who really understood having your confidence. You know, here I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not stupid. How did I get duped? How did I get taken? Why didn't I see what Kathy was doing? You know, those kind of things you're going through. And and I lost everything. I lost everything. We were homeless. We lost everything. And um, and they wanted that's what they wanted. Someone who had been down and rebuilt themselves. Oh, that's fabulous. And let me just add something to the storytelling. If you Mm -hmm. don't want to tell your own story, tell the story of somebody that you've helped by the work that you do, because, you know, we're we're authors 
but you know we're also in the life-changing business so you've probably helped people tell their story if you don't want to tell if you're shy about telling your own tell somebody else's but make it relevant to you and to what you're doing so um you know i i love the fact judith that i mean you're this amazingly intelligent brilliant woman and you know look at what you got yourself into and i'm sure you've helped a lot of people through your story is that right uh, not only that, and people, you know, when I wrote the book that opened on that story and then going on with Women in Sabotage, but and, and I ended up doing nine national studies. I mean, it, it it took me everywhere from Oprah to the Wall Street Journal to the National Enquirer to Four Pages, People Magazine. I mean, it was all over Timbuktu. And that the the thing that people really do is, at the other side of that is, no, you know, how, you know, I'm wondering how in the hell did I get duped? But the other side of that is, so how do you recover? They want to know how did you get out of the how did you get out of the pit, and that really is something that you know everyone has failed. Let's listen. I don't know anyone who hasn't failed who isn't successful. So, absolutely. And that's 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 really so, Linda. Before we jump onto the to our, my next question, let's do a quickie. Just recap. It's no more than 10 pages. We're dealing with a type A personality that has an intention span of less than three minutes to, <laughs> to, yeah. to get stuff across. So she's skimming. We're talking about a skimmer Yeah. Um, in, a, in a lot of cases. So testimonials are important. I, I understand the storytelling element. And what were the couple of the, the other elements that people needed to make sure that they have must-haves? Uh, the marketing plan. Oh, the yes, description the critical. demographics, yeah. uh, and uh, the benefits, a lot of compelling benefits. If sponsors don't seem be- benefits, they aren't going to write you that check. And uh, it's and benefits then, uh, to them. It's benefits to them. Benefits right? to them. You want, okay, here's how you're going to be successful with sponsors, and I think you'll concur. Make the sponsor the star. It's not about you. It's about what you can do for them. Uh, always. Yes. Uh, always. Yeah, but I see so many proposals by people because, you know, I do proposal reviews, and I see so many proposals of people wax rhapsodic about, hey, here's who I am, here's this great thing that I'm doing, and the sponsor's going to look at it and say, well, so what, what's in it for me? Because it's all about what's in it for them, uh, and if you put, uh, we also put uh, a goals box about the goals for the sponsors, not your goals, but the goals for your sponsors, and tell the sponsor, hey, I want to educate people about your products and your services. I want to help grow your customer base. I want to help increase your customer loyalty. I want to help you drive traffic and drive sales. They think this person is a professional. This person gets it. It's about me. Yeah, I, I think that's just fabulous. All right, so let's let's just so we've got it together. What we need to do. Um, and what is, well, maybe I should ask this before the next question. So what do you see some of the biggest mistakes? Oh, wow. Okay. The biggest mistakes people make, one of them is not asking for enough money because that can uh-huh. hurt you in the sponsor business. And if you want, we could talk about how much you can make uh, with yes. sponsors. I'm uh, sure that's mm. what people want to know. Uh, so mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Uh, but, yeah, asking for too little money, remember, you're working with that person who is the type A, stressed out, you know, sometimes in, in the middle management position. And uh, sponsorship is kind of a team effort, and it's uh, the decisions sometimes are made by committee. So you have a person in a company that's called your champion, and your champion has mm-hmm. to sell you internally. So the champion is that person who loves you, 
thinks you're amazing, thinks you walk on water, but then they have to sell you to their team members and their colleagues and their boss and the people who work under them. And, you know, so if, is it worth their time if you're not asking for enough money? Absolutely not. So uh, what I want you to ask for, and these are, these are general amounts, okay, it might be different for you, and, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. talk to me, we can just kind of decipher that. Usually what my clients get, we have 10000 25000 50000 and $100,000 a year from each sponsor, and that is, of course, renewable for the next year and the next year. You may be able to ask for more. I you know, don't know what you do, uh, but usually when you're just starting out, those are some good guidelines of what to ask for, $10,000 to $100,000 per year per sponsor. Now, and is there, a, is there a limit to the number of sponsors you should have? No, there really isn't. I mean, look at NASCAR. Uh, look, you know, oh, they, we can they, we can wear labels all over us. You can, Perfect. <laughs> you don't have to wear the shirt. You don't have to wear the hat. You don't have to wear it to bed or anything. Uh, uh, but you know, just kind of look at that model because that's that's you know a very successful model. They built their whole business on sponsorships, and of course, you know, you don't probably want to do that flea circus model. But you know, go for as many sponsors as you can have because, as Judith mentioned earlier. Your book is a business, and in a business, you have multiple revenue streams. So you want as many sponsors as you can get because then if one sponsor doesn't renew, hey, you're still okay. Um, The only thing that comes into play sometimes is what's called exclusivity. So say you have uh, an insurance sponsor, say you have State Farm. Well, State Farm might want to say, hey, we, we want to be exclusive, and we don't want you to have Aflac and Progressive and Farmers, you know. Yes, so they yeah. can they can say that, but make them pay for exclusivity. That usually happens at the higher levels of sponsorship, and it, they pay for that. It is a valuable thing. But I've never really seen exclusivity hamper people's success with sponsorships because you usually get one per category anyway. And, and, and here's the other thing. And yeah, I need to say just oh, to jump in here. We're going to actually we're going to take another break. And it's my okay. God, where is our hour going here? <laughs> but, but but here's the thing that that they get it when you say if you want me to be exclusive, you know we need to talk another number here. They get that. They it, it, they're not dumb. Who you're oh, dealing they totally with. get it. They totally get it. And speaking of insurance, when I was working with HealthNet Insurance, they didn't care about exclusivity. So sometimes they don't care about it. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying that that's the only thing that will limit the number of sponsors that you could have is exclusivity. And well, I it yeah, I actually have a meeting because you make them pay. Yeah, I have a meeting tomorrow with uh, Staples. Mm-hmm. And and you know we were trying to go to Office Depot, and I know it's going to be one of the others. Staples says we're coming out to see you. You know what? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. It's too much because we're trying to do a membership deal okay. and what they can do. So it's all kinds of things. But we're going to come right back. And now, guess what? We're going to talk money. <laughs> we're going to talk, um, you know, what, do we bring in media? We're going to get into, um, as she's mentioned, Linda, many times, the whole renewable side of it. I mean, this is, I, if you, it, I find this exciting and I've done this before over and again, and I'm all excited all over again, Linda. So we're going to be right back. Okay. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. Okay. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book... If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, our final segment. This has gone extraordinarily fast. And with us is Linda Hollander. She has a company called Sponsor Concierge. And um, that she's someone who can help train you, coach you, uh, really guide you through this process. So I would encourage you to reach out uh, to her on that. And you can you can uh, certainly contact her at success at wealthybaglady.com. And is there another website, Linda, that they can go to or an email? Well, um, can I give something away free to the listeners? Oh, we love free stuff. Okay. Yes. So 
if you go to sponsorconcierge.com, and I'll spell that for you, uh, sponsor concierge, C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, it's a French word, sponsorconcierge.com, uh, you can get the number one secret to getting your corporate sponsors, and it's totally free. That's my gift to you. Uh, so it's, if you go to the website, sponsorconcierge.com, there's a contact page, and you could just contact me through there. Or, as I said before, you can uh, schedule a free sponsor strategy session with me. I love talking with you. Uh, I love to pull out money where you didn't think that it was possible. Uh, I have actually clients where I have tripled what they were going to ask for their sponsors because, remember, you've got to ask for enough money for them to take you seriously. Uh, uh, so we can talk and we can rock and roll. I think that's really important to send. So is it concierge with a plural or is it singular? Uh, it's singular. Sponsor concierge.com. Got it. All right. So I, I would just really take advantage of that. So go in and, and grab it, and I'm going to keep circulating that um, to my social media too, Linda, because, okay. just because I, you know, I, I like this kind of thing because <laughs> so, it's fun. All right, so let's let's get into this money side. So you, you talked, you know, five thousand, ten thousand, you know, twenty five, fifty, hundred thousand exclusivity, and that is there a way to do a gauge to know what ballpark we start in? Well, that's kind of a case by case basis because I've been doing this for so long. I could kind of look at what somebody's doing and give them a valuation, mm-hmm. uh, a correct valuation. Uh, and, you know, tell, and, and, you know, even if people are listening to us and they think, oh, my God, you know, the number one thing that, I, that people say is, why would a company sponsor little old me? And they're going to sponsor little old you because you have influence. Or if you're just starting out, you're going to have influence. And a lot of people are going to be listening to us and saying, I don't think I have $10,000 worth of benefits. Well, we could talk and you'll be perfectly, uh, perfectly confident about asking for 10 and the 25 and the 50 and the 100,000, you know, the five and six figures. So that the valuation, that's a general valuation, the, the 10 to 100,000. And for what you're doing, I'll have to talk to you on a case-by-case basis because, like I said, you may be able to charge even, even more than that. Um, but that's why I don't want you to come at the sponsors with a $500 sponsorship because they're, you know, going to think it's not worth their time, and you really don't have anything of value uh, for them. And yes, and you, so you don't, number one, you don't want to kiss off your time. Listen, value your time, but you absolutely don't want to kiss off their time because they'll remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my gut. They'll remember that. So sometimes you may only have one little window to come through. So make sure you come in with, you know, w- loaded <laughs> with, <laughs> with what you can do. So that means you have to do your homework. Yes. You need to do your homework on these companies um, and and maybe figure you, – you need to know what their products are and, and you need to be a user. right now is easier than ever. I mean, there is so oh. much information up there. Uh, when yeah. I first started in this business 17 years ago, it was a lot harder to do your homework on your potential sponsors. Now you could do it in under five minutes. You look at the website. Mm-hmm. You look at their social media. When you're mm-hmm. looking at the website, look at a couple things. Of course, look at the about page about the company. Uh, look at investor relations. If they're a big enough company, they're going to have an investor relations page. And then look at the press room. Look at the press releases and the articles that they put out because that's how they message the company. Um, you can also, here's a really cool tool for, for doing research on your companies. 
uh, you mentioned Staples, and I've worked with Staples, and they're a great sponsor. So let's say you want Staples as your sponsor. So put a Google alert out for Staples. It's alert.google.com, and then when any information comes out about Staples, any articles, any new information about the company and what they're doing and their branding, you're going to get it in, in an email form. You're going to get it in your email box. So that's a great way also to do research on uh, your potential sponsors. And, you know, and I'm going to also uh, suggest one more thing. When you do a Google search, I would put in the name of the company and something like what problems is blank blank having in the marketplace today or, or something like that or what complaints are that because you may have the tools that might help them through that. And when you're interacting with them, you that would be one of the benefits that you could solve and ease the pain. So mm-hmm. take advantage of something like that. Sounds great. So anyway, so that that's very exciting to me. All right. So, Linda, what else? Uh, that, uh, what about bringing in media? Should If you're good with media, should you let them know that right away, that you've had a lot of experience? Let's talk about media because you could get media sponsors, too. So I want to tell uh, mm. everybody about media sponsors. Um, first of all, sponsors can help you get media because they have public relations departments and marketing departments that are probably bigger than yours. So uh, use the sponsor to help you get the word out about your book, definitely. Now, when you get media sponsors, you can leverage them to get cash sponsors. And let me tell you how that works. Uh, when I was first doing this, I got a radio station, and they gave me $25,000 worth of free advertising, and not a dime came out of my pocket. Uh, they did sponsor interviews with me. They gave me 30-second spots and 60-second spots and sponsor spotlights and, and visibility on their website. Uh, and uh, all they wanted was, you know, just a mention in the book and um, because I was doing an event, an exhibitor booth, because radio stations, they have to get out into the community. It's part of their license. They have to, you know, so if you can do things in the community, uh, call your radio stations, contact your radio stations. Traditional media is not dead like radio, television, and print, and they are making deals like never before. So with your media sponsors, you're usually not going to get cash. It's more of a, a trading of benefits and services. But man, oh, man, media sponsors are so valuable because they're budget relieving and they get the word out about what you do. Now, media sponsors are not exclusive. Never are they exclusive because they understand that you want as much media as possible to get the word out about your books. Okay, so I'm just trying to, going through figuring where we are on all, all my timing, because I've just got one, two, three, I think we're, I think we have, we're in our final segment. If I can get my producer to jump in and tell me um, where we are, we're good. But, but I, I think on the media, on, on that side of it, is that people need to understand that sponsorship comes sometimes with cash, but also it's in a bartering and trading that we have. So we, we've got about, you know, eight minutes that we can jump into a variety of things, Linda, here. But I think getting, um, going to a radio station and it's, it's just pitching what can you offer to them. So if you have an event, not everyone does an event. You know, you and I do events. Mm-hmm. So that might be a great way to do it, to come in and say, okay, this is what this is worth. Um, and if you got the ability to give them, they, would they would they want a speaking slot too, or is that just that they want a well, presence? Even if you Help don't do your own event, if you speak at somebody else's event, 
mm-hmm. that's considered a live event to the sponsor. So even if you're speaking mm. at the local chamber of commerce, you know, you can invite that radio station there, you know. Uh, sometimes they want to introduce you. That's a way to get them a speaking opportunity. Uh, they introduce you. They say, hey, I'm a proud sponsor of this person and their book, and, uh, you know, if you want to see me, you know, just see me over there. So you can get uh, speaking mm-hmm. opportunities, very valuable. Contests. Contests work beautifully on the radio. You could help the radio station organize contests. And contests are also easy now on social media, and that's another cool benefit with sponsors. But what you can do, and the, the reason that media sponsors are so important is that you can leverage them to get more cash sponsors. And I'll tell you how this works. Uh, you may be just starting out. You may not have uh, any following or fan base yet. And I didn't when I was just starting out. I had my parents and I had my brother-in-law. And if I could have put my cat on my email list, I would have. So uh, uh, I had no following. And the way that I handled that was with that one radio station, I got 60,000 people that I had what's called extended reach to. Uh, so that's where the media comes in because it gives you what we call extended reach. It gives you access to more people, and that makes you a whole lot more attractive to sponsors. And with one media source, you could get a lot of people. All right. So, Linda, I actually had my timing wrong. We only have like one minute left here. <laughs> okay. so, so first of all, is that I've loved having you, so thank you so much. Sure. Um, number two, we need to do this again. So Absolutely. let's get another one, like a part two set up. Okay. Um, and we'll come back and do that again. So in a, in a last kind of, you know, final little pitch thing here that I, I'm going to tell everyone, go to, uh, go to Linda's website and that conciergesponsor.com. Sign up for her freebie to find the number one thing you need to know and take advantage of that. And and then lastly, I, I think that this is a great way for you to understand this is this is part of your marketing tool bag to go out there and really find it, it's a way to become very successful. I, I know it was hugely helpful to me. Um, I am quite confident that it'll be significantly uh, part of who and what you are. So, Linda, final word from you. Okay. Uh, well, once again, it's sponsorconcierge.com. Uh, so it's sponsorconcierge.com. You get that number one secret. Um, you know, just uh, know that I'm available if you'd like to talk one-on-one. I love talking with people. I love helping them find more money. Uh, uh, to, because, like I said, you are here to change lives. You are here to make the planet a little bit better than when you arrived. You are writing books because you have a big message to get out there into the world. And I think the one thing that you may have gleaned from my conversation today with Judith is that it's harder to play small than to play big. So, you know, go for it. Hold your head up high. Know that you have quality and you have value to offer your sponsors. And I cannot wait to hear your success story. Perfect. Well, Linda Hollander, thank you so much. Take advantage of, of what she does, what she offers. It's, it's huge. So um, I'm excited, and, and I hope you are too. And with that, it's Author You, your guide to book publishing. Keep on writing. Keep on publishing. It's summertime, and it's really glorious outside. This is Judith Bryles. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. 
how to avoid the publishing predators, how to create an author and book platform that rocks, learn how to make a living with your words and your books, learn how to publish a book that has no regrets, and so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go, and Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.